Get Up With God. Thanks for being with me this morning. I'm your host, Dylan Maverick. If you're joining by Facebook or Twitter, Twitch, or YouTube, thanks for being live with me this morning. If you're joining by an audio podcast later today or at another time, thank you for listening. But thanks for being with me either way. We're going to study the Bible this morning. If you have your Bible with you, open it up this morning, and uh, we're going to go into starting in Matthew, and then we're going to read out of uh, Isaiah 53 as well. So you can open to both places, hold your finger in one of them, and then uh, open to, let's start in Isaiah 53, where we're going to start this morning. But how good to see you this morning, bright and early in the morning. What a blessing for you to see me and me to imagine what you look like at six in the morning. It's good to see everybody that's on. Thanks for joining. If you're on, hit the like button. Be sure to share the post. And thank you for being with me. Um, but share the post on your Facebook if you're on there. Twitter, you can retweet. Twitch, participate. Let me know that you're on Twitch with me by leaving a comment. You know, you can join and participate, getting involved and uh, leaving a comment. Let me know that you're on. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment. Let me know that you're watching via YouTube, especially later. And be sure to subscribe on YouTube if you haven't. And um, on Twitter, you can give a nice follow on there. That'd be great. And then if you're on Twitch, you can follow as well. And uh, thanks for joining again. And if you're on any of the audio podcast, it's great to listen, but be sure to subscribe on there. And um, uh, you can get updates when they come out in uh, different podcasts and things like that. But the it helps our ranking as far as who gets to hear it and who sees the post on the pod, different podcast. <clears throat> when you subscribe to the different podcasts. So it's great if you could subscribe on Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, or, um, you know, I'm on rss.com or uh, Apple Podcasts. If you follow on there, it helps the rankings and brings us higher to the top on like the religious or spiritual platforms for people to listen to podcasts and stuff. So that'd be great if you could do that. But anyway, um, see, we've got a bunch of people on this morning. Thank you. Thank you guys for commenting and joining this morning. I see you guys and um, thank you so much. I hope everything's going well. Um, testimony, our friend that we prayed for yesterday is out of the hospital, doing better. We're so thankful for him, for the healing, the power in his life. Um, we thank the Lord. You know, we, we prayed, we believe, we stood on the word. He's going to be just fine. And we thank the Lord for that. Amen. Well, um, let's get into the word this morning. Let's pray and then we're going to read. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We give you praise and glory and honor. Lord, I know me and you have, have prayed and, and I've prayed to you this morning and had some time with you, but I ask, Lord, that you'd help us this morning. We worship you and magnify you. We give you praise and glory and honor. I just lift you up this morning. Lord, I ask for your help, for your leading and for your guiding. Give us direction, Holy Spirit. Be with us, empower us. Lord, we need your anointing. We need your help in every area of our life, and we just ask for your leading, leading and guidance today. In Jesus' name, angels, I ask that you go forth, minister to the people around us and, and that are listening and watching, and I just ask for help this morning in everything that we do, Lord. We praise your holy, magnify your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as we read, you know, um, even if there's something you need in your life, if there's healing, if there's restoration, if there's something that you need in your life. God can do that for you this morning. The Holy Spirit can work in, in many ways. He doesn't, you don't have to be sitting in a prayer um, 
for yourself right now to be healed. You know, I'm as I read and we we talk about the Word of God and um, the Word is being preached that faith can come to you and healing can come to you this morning. So we're going to believe that together that people are touched and helped in every area and things start to happen for the better for your life. You know, that needs to start happening for for everybody, but for people in general, the the um, the word of God needs to work in your life and you've got to work the word for your life. Um, Jesus did a great work. We're going to look at this morning and did a lot of things for us, but you've got to begin to work the word in your life and make sure it happens. And the, the word of God happens on a regular basis. And so, um, if there's something that you need, uh, especially now, you know, the reason I like doing stuff early in the morning, not just like we're doing a, a live devotional, but more than just a live devotional, you know, the reason I like to do things early in the morning is because it's quiet. There's nobody around. There's things you can get done on your own. Um, no, not that I don't like, I love being around people. You ask my family, I don't, I, I don't like being alone. You know, if my wife I know is out or, you know, my daughter has, uh, has a practice with her team or, and they're going to be out till late at night. I try to work as late as I can because I, I, I'm not a fan. I just don't like, I like people. I like being around people, but that's not why I like being alone in the morning. I like to have some private time with God and, um, you know, there's some quiet things that you can get done in the privacy between you and God and, um, making sure that you've got some, um, no distractions and some peace, uh, in, in just so that you can be quiet and hear the things of God. You know, our days can get so hectic and busy and things can happen, um, so rapidly in our life. And, um, a lot of times we don't stop and hear and listen to what God is saying and what God is speaking. Cause he'll speak to you. It may not, it may not be in a loud audible, uh, you know, thunderous voice. It could be, I'm not saying it won't be, but it may not be. And so we have to sometimes sit and listen and hear and the Lord can start to speak and, um, and start speaking to us and helping us and leading us and guiding us in our life. And this is important, especially in these times, is, is we need direction, we need insight from God in certain things, so it's important that we take the time a lot of times to listen. Um, and so I think the Lord will reveal a lot to us this morning. Let's get into the Bible and a read out of Isaiah. Yesterday we started talking about the work, the power of the work of Jesus. This is part two of that. But we started talking about the power of the work of Jesus and the work that he did. He did work. He worked very hard for you and me. As much as there was a spiritual uh, side to what Jesus did on the cross and dying, and it, there was, it was very, it was a heavy spiritual impact on our lives and, and for our souls, for salvation, and so many things happened there, but there was a physical work that Jesus did. And we, we I, and I know I have in the past have overlooked a lot of times what this power is that he, he uh, the work that his that he did and the power of the work that he did on a physical side because he put a lot of effort into it. And let me tell you, there's a lot of work that went into what he did. He, I mean, he gave his physical body up for for our future to have a better life. And I want to talk about a few of those things. And so, you know, this is it's not a very popular thing to talk about blood and gore and. Um, but the reality of it is it was a very bloody day. It was a very, uh, very dramatic day for an individual man. And 
that his name was Jesus and he took a lot of abuse that day. And so I want to dig into a couple things on what that did for me and you and what we should, what our life should look like today based on what he did. So Isaiah 53, we're going to read, but these are the four things that I wanted to discuss yesterday. We talked about healing the, the, the whipping, the beating, the scourging that Jesus took the physical abuse that his body took in those days uh, that day and what that what that did for us if you haven't listened go back yesterday you can listen on my podcast yesterday of part for part one um, and then part two will be out today but you could go back and listen to what the healing power is that's available to you and me today by the work that he took on his body and the abuse that he took on his body so that we wouldn't have to be abused. We wouldn't have to take abuse or live in sickness or live in disease. We can be cured from what would be considered family, uh, uh, genial, you know, whatever you call it, uh, that passes from family to family and down the lineage of your family. And it's just, you know, hereditary and all the, all the things that people make up excuses for, we can live in complete healing. There shouldn't be any problems with our body. So healing, peace, which we're going to talk about in a second, prosperity, and then redemption, what the redemptive work of Jesus looks like and what we should look like beyond that. Like I said, I don't think we're going to get through all of those today, but today I want to talk about peace. You know, uh, there's a lot of craziness in the world, hecticness in the world right now. You know, these moments in the morning when we're quiet at 6 a.m., uh, it's early, you know, this is a, a good time for you to have some peace and quiet. And a lot of times people's minds are so full of things and so full of what to do next and, and what's, what, it, what, what do we do now? And all of the things of the world that are going on in their life and, and, and the help that they need and financially what's going on and the health in their body. Everything can be start to, and what's going on in the country, what's going on in schools can start to weigh heavy on your mind. What's going on with your business? What's going on with your job? What's all of these, what's going on with your family? You know, the, the, the items that can be placed on the shoulders and in the, in the minds of a person can be heavy and, and weigh people down. But w- thank God for a new way that he's created for us to be able to think and have lightheartedness and live life to the fullest without the heaviness of life. And, and Jesus took that upon himself too. He took that so we wouldn't have to deal with that. This is powerful. So let's listen. Isaiah 53, let's start in verse 3. And this was a prophecy that Isaiah prophesied before Jesus was even born. Because we see Jesus reading the books of Isaiah in the New Testament And there wasn't a New Testament. Jesus was the beginning of the New Testament as it began to be written by the disciples. So read Isaiah 53 and 3. It says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him, and he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by whose stripes we are healed. And so then, 
in this particular in Isaiah, it says that we are healed. This was before he was whipped. And this was a prophecy of what was to come. Then if you read in the New Testament out of, out of 1 Peter, Peter says, by his stripes, we were healed. So it's no longer going to be. The moment those stripes took place, we were healed in that moment. And we walk in healing, in a, in a divine healing. Well, back when he was beaten, chastised, for our peace was upon him at that point. And he was chastised, beaten, and ridiculed so that we wouldn't have to face that type of, of abuse and uh, um, uh, mental mental abuse that we put ourselves through is really what happens when we put ourselves through that. You know, stress is an interesting thing. Um, as I grew up, I'm still growing up, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting older, but as I was going through my younger teenage years into my 20s, through my 20s, man, I, I would let, and, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I, I've learned a lot about stress and um, anxiety and a lot about these things. And you know what we, you know what I've realized about stress and anxiety? Um, turn with me into, to, let's read out of Matthew 6. But you know what I've learned about stress and anxiety? Is what we well what we think about stress and anxiety what i've realized is that when we think about something we think we're doing something about it by having it on our mind that's what we feel like is if i'm thinking about it if i'm wondering about it if i'm pondering about it if i'm praying about it i am doing something about it well let me let me read to you out of math uh, matthew chapter 6 And let's go down to, uh, let's jump back to the end here. Verse 25 says, take no thought. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought. This is Jesus speaking. Therefore, I said, take no thought for your life. Yet what you will eat, what you will drink, not for your body or what you will put on. Is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not. Neither do they reap nor gather into the barns, yet their heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking a thought, can add one cubit unto your stature? So what we, what we consider stress and abuse of something that we're thinking about, like, like if you've got a, I, I, there's a lot of things you can think of that can be stressful, but there's very few things that are as stressful as a financial burden. I mean, there's so many statistics and, and numbers that come out from people who are, uh, who have committed suicide, who get to get, uh, get into a bad place, um, get into a worse place financially, who get divorced over it. Money is a huge stress, um, uh, brings a lot of stress to people because, um, um, it, it, there's few things that can weigh as heavily as a financial burden. And that's why in this particular thing, Jesus lays out all of the items that could be a financial burden or relate to the lack of finances that would stress you out. Like it's not, a. here's what I mean by that. It's not the money that stresses you out because if you had plenty of money, you wouldn't be stressed about it. It's not the money that stresses you out. It's the lack thereof and not so much the money that there's a lack thereof, but the lack of access that you have stress about. 
because if you had access to everything and, and, and let's take money out of the equation and it didn't cost anything, you could just get anything you wanted because of something that you like you had a particular access card that other people didn't have and you could get anything you needed, any food, any uh, mode of transportation, clothing, um, supply, anything for your family. If you had access to everything you wanted and you didn't need money for it, stress wouldn't you wouldn't even be worried about money you wouldn't need money because it wouldn't be the 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 tool to get you the thing so because you've got all the things that you need so it's not really the money it's the items that money gets you that you stress about is the lack thereof for access to whatever you want to get well jesus said what it's not even about those things he's saying what does it add to you to even hold on to that stress to even hold on to the thought of the thing that you need. You know, you look at someone who's got like, who's in a, a dire financial problem. Like they're in debt. They can't, they're in a mess in their life. They, they, they're barely making their bills. And then you look at them and they're, they're just singing and laughing and joyous and excited about life. And you'd look at them and be like, Hey man, you know, I know if you were like dive into their portfolio of their life and they're just singing and happy and you're like, Hey man, are you, you know, why are you so, how are you ignoring the facts? Are you ignoring the details? You know, look at your own life. If there's an area that you're not satisfied with, but you don't, it doesn't get you down. It doesn't bother you. People could look at you and be like, this guy's, he's clearly naive to what's happening. You know, he's laughing, excuse me. He's excited about life. And I mean, he's, he's going down in life. How could he be excited about it? Well, just because you're not stressed and burdened with the thing doesn't mean you're not doing something about it. See, that's that you understand what I'm saying by that is people. If you're not affected emotionally by something, they feel like you're not, you're not doing anything about it. You don't have to be affected emotionally. It's what Jesus is saying here. Which of you by taking any thought can add one cubit to your stature. Can you add any height to your, to you by thinking about it and and being emotional in any capacity about it zero absolutely none there's no sense in it there's no value in it. it doesn't add anything to you and this is going back to what jesus did the work that he did gave us the ability to have confidence in his in the peace that he well in the abuse that he took upon him so that we could have peace in our life he gave us a supernatural ability this is above and beyond what the world can do. I understand if the world is stressed and anxious and constantly fretting, that's expected of someone that doesn't have an anecdote for the thing that they're stressed about. I've got the answer for the thing that I'm stressed about. I've got, I don't have any, I don't have any problem. Now, look, do you get, is there moments of weaknesses and then you have to work yourself out of it and, you know, start confessing the word and, and believe on the thing and bring back the hope that you had. Absolutely. There's part, that's why I've got, uh, I've got uh, uh, scriptures and confessions taped to my mirror in my bathroom. And so when I get up and I'm brushing my teeth every morning, I can read through that and make sure, all right, hey, something's not going the direction I want it to go. But I read that every morning because I, I, I brush my teeth every morning, every night. And I look at that and I say, okay, this is the reality for me. I don't care what I see, what I physically see. This is the reality. But those things aren't available to those that aren't underneath the work that Jesus has done. You've got to get underneath that work. 
it's it, it's not a matter of a religion or it's not a religion it's a man his name is jesus you can call it whatever you want i don't it really doesn't matter to me i don't care what what people call it well dylan are you a baptist are you a catholic are you presbyterian are you yeah sure I, I really don't even know. I, like, I, I'm not that, in, I'm not as intelligent as I need to be, apparently, because I don't, I, you know, I think I'm just a, like, when someone asks me, what religion are you? I don't know. I, what religion is the Bible? Well, that's Christianity. Okay, then I'm a Christian. I'm a Christ follower. I'm a Christ I-N. I follow Christ. I follow Christ. So I'm a Christian. Well, there's Catholics. There's okay. I like the way Jesus uh, or Jesse Duplant Jesse uh, Jesse Duplantis says it. He said, "There's it's one camp. We're followers of Jesus. There's one campsite. We're all followers of Jesus. Now, there's multiple tents within that campsite, <laughs> multiple different types of tents and things like that. But we're all under. Look, so I, it doesn't matter to me. You call me Catholic. You call me." I, I'm not any, I, I, I dub myself a Jesus follower because I want the work that Jesus did for me to apply to my life. I believe him. I believe his words. I believe the work that he did. So I want the things that he did for me available to me in my life. And I want it for other people. I want the world to experience the peace that he bore upon his, upon his back. Uh, listen to this out of uh, Matthew 27, one of the footnotes or Matthew 26, rather, you could just listen along here. Um, well, let's read out of Matthew 26. I'm sorry. I told you Matthew 27, but turn to Matthew 26. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Matthew 26. Let's go to verse 60. Matthew 26. And I want to apologize in advance. I know we're losing some streamers. I mean, I've got, I see everybody's still on. I can see you all. But we lost a couple streamers. I, I see the internet was back and forth, so I um, did something about that. We've got a, a a new connection, so we should have a better stream here and and connect a little bit better. Good morning, baby. Um, so that'll work a little bit better. But good morning to everybody that's on. Thank you guys for joining. I see you all. Mom, good morning. Randy, good morning. Donnie, good morning to you. It's good to see you guys on. Thank the Lord for you, Donnie. I'm glad you're you're doing well, brother. We prayed for you. We love you. Danielle, good to see you. Claudette, good to see you. It's good to see you guys. Elaine, thank you for being on. Andre, good for good good to see you this morning. Mandy, thanks for being on. Thank you guys. Honey, I need that for the scriptures that I'm on. Do you want to sit and listen? I need it. Are you trying to read? Okay. So you'll have to wait till I'm wrapped up, baby. So it's good to see everybody that's on. Here, come here. You want to be see, uh, say hi to everybody? Okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I'm not talking to nobody. That's my daughter I'm talking to, obviously. So, But good to see everybody. If I didn't shout you out, I apologize. But um, let's get through this. So in Matthew 20, uh, 26, let's read out of verse 65. And then we'll go down to... Uh, 67 then the high priest tore his clothing saying he has spoken blasphemy what further need do we have of a witness look now have you heard this blasphemy what do you think they answered and said he is deserving of death so jesus is now in the courts and he's being examined and they're 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 uh 
asking him who he thinks he is. Verse 67 says, Then they spat in his face and beat him, and others struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy to us, Christ, who is the one who, who is the one who struck you? So they're they're beating him left and right, multiple people, and they're trying to trying to mock him. But here's listen to this. And they spat in his face and beat him. Listen to this footnote. Um 67, and they did spit in his face, letter T. Hold on, I lost my place here, I'm sorry. Uh, and they spat in his face. Here, letter T, sorry. Spitting in the face was considered the greatest insult to a person. So we're talking about the, the chastisement of, of our peace or the abuse that he received that Jesus received took the place of the abuse that we for peace that we should not have to deal with we don't need to deal with any type of abuse he took it upon him they they hit him it says but with the palms of their hands multiple people they spit in his face uh there was one i believe it was out of john in the footnotes that that when they spit there was over 600 people but based on the the people that attend these type of court hearings and and the people that were there, uh, but that the amount of spit that they and I know this is grotesque, but this is what you have to think about and understand and receive the work that he did for us. That this the amount of of mucus and spit that they put on his face it became unrecognizable because of the amount of people that were spitting and beating him in that moment. This is before he was ever uh, before he was even before Pilate before they beat him and scourged him. This is just the first hearing of the people that, that, that took him hostage in the garden of Gethsemane that day. They're just now they're, they're, they're trying putting him on trial before he even went to the, before Pilate. So they're, they're starting to beat him and starting to spit on him. This is the abuse that he took. Don't, don't you allow any type of abuse, mental abuse about anything in your life, even if it's self-inflicted. Get go get past that thing in your life so that you don't have to deal with the ridicule or the mental abuse that something has and puts on you for your own life. You don't have to hand you don't have to burden that. G snap out of that quickly. Don't allow that thing to burden you and to, to to weigh you down. Don't allow it. You can't allow it. Jesus did the work for you to not have to deal with that. And the Bible says, uh, we can we can go look at, but casting your care, in fact, let's turn there. Um, I want to read this. We're not going to get to the prosperity piece. I thought we were going to get to it, um, but we're not going to. Yeah, we're gonna, we'll get to the prosperity piece tomorrow. But turn with me into... First Peter five. First Peter five. 
Verse 7 says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks around about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in the brethren that are in the world. So you got to understand, the enemy is constantly working within problems and within things that are going on around you on an everyday basis. The enemy is working within these things to stop your peace from happening. Jesus already did the work for the peace to happen. You have to cast your cares upon him for he did the caring for you. This is the powerful part. I'll I'll have to get into this tomorrow. But the work that Jesus did was the work and is now sitting next to God on the throne as a high priest. And to, to make that simple understanding, it's almost as an attorney for you and me. An advocate and an attorney between God and you. And Jesus is this intermediary between you and, and God and me and God. And he stands in that gap because he did the work so that you didn't have to. I mean, I don't know anybody else that has never, that has done something for me. Now, let me finish this. That had zero benefit for them and only benefited me. I'm not saying nobody's ever did anything for me. There's a lot of people that have done something or for you. But there's very few. There may be some people that have done things in their life and benefited you. And it's, if it happened, it's probably very rare that they did it and it doesn't benefit them at all. In fact, it brings them down but brings you up. That has zero benefit. And, and you think about business or anything. If someone does something in business and benefits you, Typically, I'm not saying always, and there's never a circumstance where this doesn't apply, but most of the time, if someone does something for you, it benefits them in some regard because of what you're, what they're doing for you. They may go down for a moment, but they get brought back up and you know, it's, it it benefits everybody mutually, but Jesus actually went down completely for you and me and lowered himself from heaven to be ridiculed, beaten with no benefit for himself. And because of that, God took him and brought him to sit next to the heaven, sit next to him on the throne in heaven is where he sits for us. The advocate between me, you and God, he's an advocate for us because he did the work that we would have had to face. And so because of that, it says, cast your cares, cast your burdens on him. Where, where are you casting these burdens? It doesn't say to pray the burdens away. Oh, brother, just pray for me. You know, if I could, if I had a, if if I had a quarter for every, every time, and I don't want to say that. I don't want to be ugly. It's too early to be ugly. But the amount of times you and I have probably heard someone say, hey, pray for me. Just, hey, and, and they just shake you real quick and walk away. Pray for me, man. I, I got this and this I'm dealing with. Hey, look, I understand that, but there's certain times to pray, certain times to do work. The Bible says when you've got cares, when you've got burdens that are on you, what, what does that add to you by having those? Nothing. And they don't go away by praying. They go away by casting. You've got to cast it off of you. You've got to physically deliver it from your life and get it off of you and put it on Jesus. 
because he does the work for you. You could say it like this. Cast all of your heaviness on, on Jesus because he does the carrying of the heaviness for you. He does your caring. You don't have to care. Well, you can't just walk around life, Dylan, and not care about anything. That's unbiblical to tell me that because the Bible says, and if you think you're smarter than the Bible, me and you probably are at odds. We probably don't have a good relationship, but the Bible says to cast your cares upon Jesus, cast them off of you, put them on him, let him do the caring, the carrying of your cares. Doesn't mean you don't, you don't, it doesn't mean you don't have um, recollection or it doesn't mean you're not aware of what's happening. But you don't have to be weighed down and burdened by it. And so many people think because if you're not affected by what's happening around you, that you don't care about it. If you don't, if you're not heavy, if you don't feel it, if you're not stressed about it, then you really don't, you really don't care. You just, you don't really have any compassion or empathy, or you're just, you know, you're living in a fantasy world. If you just don't have the stress and burden of life, like everybody else has, no, I choose not to have that stress and burden. I cast that burden away from me because I don't want it on me. Jesus did the work for me not to have to have those cares or burdens on me. Why would I want to carry him around? So I don't, I don't, I don't really want to carry him around because number one, I'm instructed not to. And number two, I don't have to, he asked to carry those things for me. So I'm going to let him carry all those burdens and that heaviness. And, you know, I'm not going to let the things of my life spit in my face. I don't have to let it. Jesus had his face spit on. So I didn't have to have my face spit on. Jesus took the heaviness of the cross on his back. So I wouldn't have to carry the heaviness of my life. It's unnecessary for me to have to carry all the burdens of it. Doesn't mean I don't work hard. Doesn't mean I don't put effort into things. But I don't have to carry the stress and the burden and the, oh my gosh, my life is, you know, I'm affected by every twist and turn and all the things that happen. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of a story. Kenneth Copeland told, I don't remember who it was. So I apologize if you know the story and I quote it wrong. I don't want to reference the person because I don't remember the person. I just remember Kenneth Copeland was at home and eating dinner. And he got a call or received a message. I don't, like I said, I, I remember small details of the story, but I remember the, the, uh, the punchline. That's the important part of it. Is he sitting eating dinner and he's made aware of somebody that's in the hospital and it's an emergency. I mean, this person, they needed to get to the hospital, him and his wife. And he was made aware that this person was in the hospital. And he, long story short, he, he starts getting nervous and anxiety and stress. And, oh, my gosh, this, you know, I've got to get to the hospital. I've got to, you know, we've got to make some moves quickly and do, et cetera, et cetera. Well, all of a sudden he said, he, he sat back down at the table he started eating his dinner. And I think it was Gloria or somebody that he was with. They said, "Hey, you you've got to go." And inside of him, he he said it, there was there were, he, it was raging, you know, anxiety and trying to move. And he and he sat and and started eat, finishing his dinner. So I'm gonna I'm gonna finish my dinner. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish what I'm doing. I'm not gonna operate out of fear. I'm not gonna operate out of stress. I'm not gonna operate out of anxiety. I'm gonna finish what I'm doing. Once I've, once I finish my meal, I'm going to, you know, he, he's going to take his napkin 
you know, wipe his face, finish his meal. He's going to get up and he's going to leave and all is going to be well because my anxiety, my stress, my fear, my uh, uh, torment isn't going to make the problem fixable any faster. Me rushing and being anxious and stressed about uh, isn't going to help the situation get any better any faster. So the same for your life. As we close here, you stressing and, and being anxious and worrying about it doesn't make the situation get better faster. Uh-uh. All it does is get you worked up in the midst of the thing that's happening. It doesn't make it get any better. So you have to make a choice that in the midst of what you have going on and whatever the turmoil is, whatever the problem is, whatever the thing is that's happening, is you have to choose peace in that scenario. It doesn't just happen. Now, as you as you grow and this becomes more of a muscle that you build in, in relying on the work that Jesus did and, and not allowing that stress to burden your life, as, as that becomes more of a regular thing for your life, you won't, things won't bother you as much. And people will look at you and go, oh my gosh, so-and-so just got into a major car accident and they're in the hospital now. How are you not stressed and anxious? I didn't say I'm not uh, compassionate and I'm not saying that I'm not praying and believing God for a miracle for the person and I'm not aware of the situation. I'm just not going to be stressed about it. I'm not going to be anxious about it. What is that going to help the situation except add more stress to, to my life and burden to my life it doesn't help the situation whatsoever jesus took peace uh, took abuse for our peace so that we wouldn't have to live in abuse mental abuse imagine the mental uh abuse that he went through in that time imagine what he dealt with during the abuse of of uh, what these people did to him can't even can't even come close to what you know a lack of something in your life could bring couldn't even come close to that or that thing couldn't come close to that jesus took all of the burden and the stress that we would have to carry not necessary for you to carry it any further cast your cares as paul said uh, i'm sorry out of peter first peter cast your cares upon jesus he cares for you he does the caring for you so you don't have to we'll put that work that's where you have to put the work in is making sure jesus does the work and you use the work that jesus did for you hey this was a great great message this morning if you need to re-listen to it you've got audio podcasts i've got them right on my website if you go to dylanmaverick.com you can go to the podcast section all of my podcasts are right there um, but go on to apple Podcasts, spotify or any of those and subscribe to those and you can re-listen to these because these will help you um, but listen, I love you so much. Thanks for being with me today. Remember, as always, continue to pray for what we're doing here, what God's using me to do. Um, a lot of things happening, good things happening, but continue to pray for me, for this ministry and the people uh, that we're reaching. And uh, if you want to support in any way, I'll show you how to do that here in just a minute. Love you so much. Thanks for being live with me. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. We're going to talk about the work that Jesus did for your finances, prosperity, what Jesus did, what happened to him that can bless you today. So be, in, be sure to tune in tomorrow morning, bright and early at uh, 6 a.m. Love you so much. Have a great day today. I will see you early in the morning tomorrow.